Wow. Wow. That's a word we usually say when something's incredible or amazing or it shocks us or it's like, wow. It's such a great word. Wow. Even when you say it, it feels good. Wow. And it could communicate so much, right? Several years ago, I learned an acronym for wow that blew me away and that I love and I, I use it often. I was taught by one of my Titus leaders that a wow, W-O-W, wow, is a wiser, older woman. She's wiser, she's older than me, and she's a woman. And um, most of the time, it's referred to women in their senior stages of life. And I think it's so beautiful because wow is a beautiful word. And now we're going to put it on these wiser, older women. There are wows. What I hear in that is that these women come with wisdom. They come with stories of their experiences, things they've walked through. And when we talk to them, so many times we can go, wow, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you accomplished that. You achieved that. I can't believe you, you survived that. I can't believe you made it through that. Wow. So I love this term, wow, wiser, older woman. I feel like we don't get to honor these women as much as we used to when I was growing up. And I will always make sure, though, that I have my wows in my life who are safe places for me to learn, grow, receive. I can even once in a while impart a little something to them, too. But the wows in my life have truly given me some beautiful blessings of knowledge and wisdom. They've shown me by how they have lived their life. They show me how they show up in a room. And they've encouraged me to think about how I want to be when I become a wow in my senior year. And I love that. I think it's beautiful that we get to have these people. And I'm a little saddened by the way society treats our senior our senior people these days. It seems like it's almost as if we are not honoring them. And as a result, a lot of them are closing their mouths. They're holding on to their stories and not really sharing them because they don't feel like they have value. Those of you that are, your, are wiser, older women in your senior stages of life, and a wiser older woman can be, you know, we're all older than somebody, my Titus leader used to say. You're all older than, so we're all older than somebody. And, you know, the, the Titus um, 2, 3 through 5 makes reference to the w older women admonishing the younger women. And I think in uh, a previous episode, I think it's called Recognize, Release, and Receive, um, with Trey, I spoke about the word admonish and what I found it means. And we're all older than someone else, so we can all teach someone. But these wows that we have access to, utilize them. Talk to these women. Learn from them. Listen to their stories. Let them encourage you and build you up, edify you. 
with their life, especially the ones that can tell you about real true encounters and experiences they've had with God. Those stories are invaluable. They are invaluable. So today, I've brought along another wow in my life. I'm so excited for this conversation. And you know what? We have to always be patient with our wows because sometimes, listen, they've got a lot of information stored up from all the years that they've lived and all the things they've experienced. So it may take them a little bit longer to get their story to the forefront. They got to go through all those filing pages in their, in their file cabinets of their mind. And sometimes they may repeat a story or an experience. Guess what? Grace, please. <laughs> and enjoy the fact that they are there willing to share with you, willing to um, spend their time with you. Because if you've noticed, our senior people, they are very clear on time management. I'll say it that way. And they have their things that they enjoy doing and they want to do those things. And they have every right. <laughs> So yeah, y'all ready? Let's go. Dear Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this day. <clears throat> Another new day, Father God, that you have given to us. We want to thank you, Father God, for your divine love, and your divine strength. We want to thank you, Father God, for all the blessings of healing and peace and restoration that you have bestowed upon us. We thank you, Father God, for how you watch over us, how you lead us and guide us and protect us. We, we thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus, for all your blessings. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs> Hello, lovers. Welcome, welcome. My name is Shahara White, and you are listening to the Love Manifested podcast, where we have authentic conversations to inspire, encourage, and empower you in seeking your personal relationship with God. We believe that God is love. It is the very purpose and nature of his character. It is his makeup. It is who he is. It is what he does. And so our hope is to illuminate God's love manifested in each other so that we could see better having more of spiritual vis vision and discernment, choose better in the decisions that arise today, but ultimately impact our tomorrow and be better all around for ourselves and those we do life with. And we do that by sharing our experiences. So welcome to the show today. I'm so glad you could join us. And so here on the podcast, we have a heart culture 
and a love culture. And we introduce our guests' hearts over their titles because, you know, titles, they tell us a lot about what you've done in your life, what you've achieved, what you've accomplished, but your heart can tell us the reason why you did those things. Your heart tells us who you are outside of those things. So it's important that we get to know each other uh, a little bit quicker. So this is why we do it that way. And I am, I have to tell you guys today, um, the words that I can think of, the blessing that I feel right now and the honor that I feel sitting across from this woman who I'm with right now. Um, I'm so excited. I'm very nervous. And I don't know why, because we're just going to have a little conversation. (laughs) But um, man, her heart. Oh, wow. Her heart is one of the purest I think I've ever encountered. Her heart is spiritually filled and led and um, it's just full of wisdom and full of tenderness and integrity and when she speaks to you somehow you you feel hopeful you have hope she's always depositing from her heart she has seeds of wisdom seeds of hope seeds of love seeds of um, just overcoming and and I just feel really blessed the first time I met this woman so so blessed by her presence and her smile and I know her heart smiles when she uh, walks into a room you can feel the presence of God and she's the sweetest little old lady but she's not cute because she said babies are cute she's a grown woman y'all all of that (laughs) so I present to you this beautiful loving sensitive family loving spicy her heart is spicy too now don't get it wrong she a little sassy so we about to get into it right now but um (laughs) (laughs) i present to you i call her mother ellen welcome mother ellen her name is ellen but i was raised right and uh you don't call your elders as if they're your peers. I don't know what's going on in the culture today, but you either hang a handle, a mister, a missus, an auntie, an uncle, um, a mother, and I definitely call you Mother Ellen. Welcome, Mother Ellen, to the show. Well, thank you. Thank you. So, I'm so very happy to be here. I'm so glad to share some time with you. Yes. Yes. I am happy that you're here, and I'm so happy that your daughter brought you today, who's also in the room with us, and um, I am, I'm very excited because I know that um, you always give me such wisdom when we speak, so how did we meet when we, when we, when I first met you the very first time, we were in a Bible study together. And we were at um, our church, and it was a very awesome Bible study, and it was a small one. So I had been part of a lot of bigger groups, like maybe 25, 35 plus. And this one was maybe 10 or 12, maybe. Yes. And it was not, I was so refreshed because it was like really intimate. And Natasha, actually, she's been on the show before. She was leading the, um, the Bible study. Hot Topic, it was called, remember? Yes. And what I loved when I, because she kept saying when I met Natasha, she's like, you should come to my group, you should come, you should come. And I was like, okay, Um, finally I got an opportunity to go. And when I walked in the room, you guys, it was like I was walking into 
a wise, wisdom-filled, I mean, it was all the, I was the youngest person in the room. Yes. And it was a little, I was just so thankful because I, I love always sitting with my elders and getting whatever they want to impart to me. And so I remember I met you there and there were all, it was like all the mothers of the church were, <laughs> you know, not all of them, obviously, that would be that we had a tiny church and it was a big church, but all the mothers that were in there were ones that I could identify with because they look like my grandmothers and my mothers. And um, I walked in there and I remember when, I, when you and I met, I just looked at you and you, look, you remind me of my grandmother so much. Your demeanor, your, um, the way you speak, the way you, um, you, <laughs> you had a word for me. I think the first day you told me um, you had a, a word after we were done. And you pulled me to the side and you just imparted some wisdom to me that was just, it was just beautiful. And I just remember um, I had lost my grandmother a few years uh, prior, yes. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this little, this little woman, she's just like my gango, you know? And I was so excited because it felt like home. And that's where I started with Jesus, with my grandmother. You know, I always say my grandmother introduced me to Jesus. My father introduced me to God. My grandmother introduced me to Jesus. And I used to go to church with her. And, you know, I was with her when I said yes to uh, when I found myself at the altar <laughs> and uh, gave my life to the Lord at that moment when I was 10 years old. We just found out. I'll get into that in a minute. But, yeah, I was just so excited to um, be in your presence and I was like, I'm coming to this class every time. Because, you know, what was great about it, too, was that all the topics we were discussing were things that you don't really discuss in the church yes. setting. Right. And Natasha being the lawyer, writer, and um, just world's international uh, diplomat, I call her, <laughs> that she is. She had these hot topics. We discussed all kinds of things that were, you know, racism. And we talked about, and according to the Bible, what was yes. happening, you know, oh, yes. and eventually, and those were, those were just beautiful years. I learned so much and I had helped her a couple of times facilitate. And, um, it was just beautiful that I was in the room in the accompaniment of such wise women. We all need to be in the, in the, in, in the, oh my gosh, I can't even talk today. We need to be in the company of wisdom and experience and faithfulness and women that have seen it, done it without judgment. I never felt any judgment because sometimes the elders in the church can be that way. So do you remember this when we met? Part of it. You can't remember all of it. Right, yes, right? Yes. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. Yeah. And, but as you said, it was great times. We shared so much together. Yes, we yeah, did. Yeah, and there was such, you could feel the love, and there was a lot of unity there. Yes. You know? Yes. And uh, so, really, I enjoyed it myself, really. I look forward to come into hot topic crisis yes, yes. <laughs> and then when I found out because that's always my that's always my uh, story in the church um, at that church in particular because it was so big 
I would do different classes with different women, but I would never know who their kids were because I'm in class with them, right? Right. Or I would never know who their husband were, and then I would see their husband because I also served in other areas, and I might know their husband from serving on the worship team, and then I'm like, oh, you two are married. Okay, okay. Well, then I found out that you were Devorah's mom and Coach Rob's mom. I'm like, okay, this is, wait, this is just too much because you don't see everybody together Together. at the same time. But when you do, I was just so excited. I'm like, of course she's your mother. Of course she is. And just to watch you guys together, I've loved witnessing how you guys um, love each other. You're like the little three musketeers. And (laughs) she's looking at y'all. She's giving me the look. First you called me cute. Now you call me a mouse. Okay. (laughs) See, we reel up in here. I told you there's no rules. (laughs) But you guys are lovely because I just love seeing you. You have that old school unit, that old school family unity. That's beautiful. And I just, I love to witness it. So I'm glad you're here. Well, I'm glad to be here to share this these moments with you, yes. it's, it's really a pleasure. Yes. And I really appreciate you uh, inviting me to come. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. So I want to I wanna, um, do things a little bit. We're going we're gonna to transition a little bit here now. Okay. Do you remember? So you know we have this special time that I told you. It's one of my favorite parts of the show. Do you know what time it is, Mother Ellen? <laughs> it's time for me to be myself. <laughs> I love it. Yes, it is. It's time for you to be yourself. Y'all, it is that special time that I absolutely adore. And she's going to be herself, and that's all I ask. It is now Love Happy Hour. Happy <laughs> So this is the part of the show where I ask my guests to bring something to share with our community that they love. This is not about a gift for me. It's about sharing something that you love, and it could be anything. People have brought their dogs. People have brought their stories. They've brought books, passages from books. They've brought um, salads, tea, crystals. They've brought all kinds of things. Wow. So that's what they love. Blankets, um, jam, mm. yummy. So I'm going to ask you, I asked you guys to BYOL, bring your own love. So what did you bring for us today? Well, <clears throat> I bought, I'm bringing to you uh, parts of the 91st song. Oh, yes. That is the most precious verse to me in the Bible. Huh. I uh, I love to watch television. Okay. And I do it every night. Okay. And after that, the last thing that I do is to read the 91st Psalm. Okay. Because to me, the 91st Psalm brings me such peace, such comfort, mm. and it makes me feel like I have a special 
relationship wow. with God. Wow. It, it just brings me so close to him. And the thing about it, within that song, the verses are so real to me. It's a reality part of my life. Wow. And I, I, I find so much comfort. Okay. And God has given me the peace through this 91st Psalm that I don't worry about anything. Mm. I, and, and I'm saying, telling you this from my heart. Yes. Whatever situations that I'm confronted with, I don't worry about it hmm. because I know God's in control. Amen. And he gives me that peace to know. Yes. I've had certain experiences in my life, and the last and the latest experience was that I found out at 95 that I have cancer. Wow. I live 95 years. <laughs> Cancer-free. <laughs> cancer-free. Yeah. Why? And then at 95, I'm told that I had cancer. Wow. In the breast. Wow. And I had an operation. Okay. But I wasn't worried. Yeah. I wasn't fearful. God had given me such peace. Wow. And I, I feel that he keeps me covered with his feathers, and he protects me under his wings. Mm. So why should I worry? Amen. It's not going to change the situation. You better speak it. You better speak it. Because I know that he's in control. Amen. And I rest in that. Mm. And, wow. And he's been such a part of my life, all my life. Yes. I didn't wait until I got to be 96 to know who he is. Right, right. I knew who he was and who he is when I was a young woman. Yes, yes. I relied on him. Yes. Because I lost my parents at an early age. Wow. And I was placed in a foster home. Wow. But God has always been with me. Wow. He's protected me. And I just still can't imagine people not having Christ in their lives. Mm. To, I, I can't imagine that they don't know who he really is. Yeah. And I feel that if you know who he is and if you had a personal relationship with him, mm -hmm that you don't have to worry, mm -hmm. <clears throat> that you don't have to stumble through life. Mm -hmm. You're right. You're right. Yeah. That uh, you rely on him for guidance mm -hmm. and directions. So good. And I know this for a fact because I've lived it. Yeah. And, and each and every morning when I wake up, I thank him for a new day. I thank him for a blessed life. 
I thank him for divine health. Wow. I thank him for divine strength. And I thank him for soundness of mind. Amen. I just trust him. So if you have complete trust in him, what do you have to worry about? You have no control over what's going on in your life. Wow. You can't put a, put a stop to what God has planned for your life. You can only trust in him. So good. And that's what I do each and every every day of my life. And then I thank him for his blessings. He has blessed me with wonderful children. Yes. I have three daughters. Mm -hmm. I have three granddaughters. Mm -hmm. And I have great-grandkids. Wow. Great-great-grandkids. Oh, my goodness, Mother Ellen. You got the lineage is still going. And I just... And you get to know them. That's beautiful. Yes. You get to see them. Yes. My mother died when she was 33 years old. Wow. Of pneumonia. Wow. Yeah, Mother Ellen. 33 years old. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm very excited because what you're about to share from Love Happy Hour in the 91st Psalm, I, you asked me if I had a Bible. Yes. And I've always told you, every time I think I see you, I tell you how you remind me of my grandmother yes. every single time. Yes. You're probably tired you of do. hearing me say it. Yes, you do. <laughs> but today you asked me, you said, oh, I, I want to br- bring you a verse. And you asked me for a Bible. And I said, which one do you want? I have every, all kind, what version do you want? Yeah. And then I realized that my car, which is where I keep most of my Bibles, because I like to keep them with me, is in the shop. The only Bible, I had a message translation with me, and I had my King James Version Bible with me that my grandmother gave me. And now we can see the date. I was 10 years old when I gave my life to wow. the Lord. And you're about to read from, I mean, I'm having a full, full-on, full-circle God moment right now. So would you please read from the beautiful text that you want to share with us okay. from this Bible? I'm just very excited about this. So precious. No one's touched that Bible but me, my grandmother, my, I think my daughter, and you. So, can you see it? I know it's kind. Of, yeah. It's quite small. <laughs> and uh, this is the eleventh verse. He says, "For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all thy ways." They shall bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Mm. And it tells you that you can come upon certain situations in your life. Yes. But God has it under control. Yeah. And he says, thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder, the younger lion and the dragon, Thou shalt trample under feet. So he's telling you right there that you have victory over it. Wow. You have the victory over it. And that's because he has set his love upon me. Therefore I will therefore I will deliver him 
I will set him on high because he has known my name. Mm. And he, he, in that verse, it tells me <clears throat> that you've known God for a time. It's not just something that you just stumble upon him today. Okay. But he's been a part of your life. Yes. He says, Bec because you have known me. And I, I like that part because it tells you that there's a relationship there <sighs> because of knowing him. Yes. You know, and, <clears throat> and he says, he shall call upon me and I will answer him and I will be with him in trouble. Mm. And then he's going to deliver you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With whatever situation that you're confronted with. So you don't have to worry. Wow. You just trust in him and, and take him at his word. And I found out that every part of this 91st Psalm that I have experienced, mm. it's been a part of my life, my daily life, all my life. Because <clears throat> I remember uh, some years ago, many, many years ago, that I was at a, a, a point in my life that I came to the a crossroads. And this street that I came to, there was about three other streets that was leading out of the main street. Okay. And I realized that that, that was a crossroad. Mm. And I looked up and I said, God, I'm at the crossroads in my life. And I need you. Mm. I don't know which way to go. And do you know one thing? God heard me. Mm -hmm. And he led me through the situations that I was confronted with. I had no doubts. Mm. I had no fears. Because I took him at his word. <laughs> and I knew that he was there with me. So the word of God, when he says, he says, when you call upon me, I will answer you. Yeah. And I will deliver you. Mm. And he has done that in so many situations in my life. Living and proof. then he says too, I will, I will deliver him and honor him, and I will satisfy you with a long life. And that he has done <laughs> for 96 years. Yes. Listen, there used to be a song, <laughs> I'm striving to make 199 and a half on two, but I don't know if I'm making it to hundred. <laughs> Well, the fact that you can be told at 95 that you have cancer and you just laughed as you told me just now yeah. says a whole lot yeah. about how he sustained you, shown up for you, proven that he is actually who he says he, he is. is. Yes. yes. And in your face, all I see is faith and trust. Well, thank you. And I've always seen that in you. Well, thank you. It's because I've always relied on him. I lost my mother at her early age. Wow. I was 12 years old. You were 12 when died. you lost your mother? Yeah. 
and God has always been there for me. He's never forsaken me. Did never. You, did you know him before you before you lost her? Had you well, had an experience? I had an experience with oh. him. <clears throat> well, I stayed with my aunt and uncle for a period of time, but then things didn't work out. Okay. And uh, they put me. I was taken to a foster home. And uh, this particular night, well, every night I prayed, but that night when I got on my knees to pray, I fell asleep. And I dreamed I went to heaven. Mm-hmm. And when, and there in this dream, I saw these men sitting at a long table. And I walked over to the table, and I realized that that was Christ and his disciples sitting at this table. Christ was at the head, and the disciples on the side. And then I walked over, and there was a chair there, and I climbed up into that chair. (laughs) And I sat there, and I I listened to to Christ teaching. And when I woke up, it was about three o'clock in the morning, and I had gotten on my knees about eight, 8.30. And I think from that, I had a feeling like a closeness to him, and that I felt comfortable. Mm. I didn't have to fear, mm-hmm. even as a child, wow. because I was 12 years old. But I've always had faith and trust in God. And that changed you from that moment, didn't yes. it? Yes. takes one encounter. Yes. And you will be changed. Yes. Yes. And so from there, did you, what was it like for your life? Well, then I was had it more ex- trust. You had to trust in him more, yes. huh? Because I'm, I, I had would another imagine. experience. Uh, my brother had gotten sick, and uh, he he had gotten uh, tuberculosis, oh. and they put him in, into a uh, uh, a hospital, and that was up in the mountains, and uh, I wanted to go see him, and I was about. Fifteen or sixteen, okay. then, and I got the bus. I went. I got the Greyhound bus, and I went there by myself. At, at that time, I was with my aunt and uncle before they put me in the, the foster home, and uh, so I got the bus, and the bus stop was. The name of the bus stop was Caledonia, mm. and it stopped there, stopped at this stop. And when I, I I got off the bus, and I was the only person on that got off at that stop. Okay. And when I got off, and I stepped stepped off the bus, it was so dark, and I I. I for a moment, I felt f- afraid 
because there was nobody around. Yeah, and you're a 15 year old girl. Yeah. By yourself. But do you know what? <clears throat> when I, after I got off the bus and I was standing there, I felt something come up beside me. It, they grabbed me. it took me by my arms. And all that fear left me. And wow. I began to walk because they had a little platform that you could sit there and wait for, uh, for uh, the bus to come down from the sanatorium to take you there to, to visit whoever you were going to visit. Oh, I see, yes. And this feeling, these... Angels, maybe? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. The angels. And it stayed with me. Wow. Until they sent the bus down to pick me up, to take me up to the hospital. God has always been with me. It for me for 96 years. From the time that I came into this world up until this very moment. God is so real. He's real. For what he is to me. Because he's been my mother. <laughs> he's been my father. He's been my husband. My husband's been dead for 40 plus years. I never desired to get married. I never looked for anybody else. I've he just filled me with with all of my needs. That's all I can say. <laughs> That's all I can say. What else needs to be but said? He's real. Mm. He's real. He's real. Oh God. I love. Your passion and your knowing are undeniable. And I love hearing these stories and seeing, looking at you right now. Because I've had times where I felt that I knew And sometimes you think, I'm a little bit, what's going on with me that I feel like God is so real? I mean, I've had moments, Amen. these encounters, and, and this, is, this is what's so important to me even, is that people just have their encounter, your encounter. It's your encounter with him. It's your moment. Yes. 
And from that moment, when you have these, like you said, he's always been there. But when you have these moments, when you get to 96, you can look back and you have a lifetime Time, full yes. of moments yes. and encounters. Yes. yes. You can look back and you can string them all together. Because sometimes our human mind, you know, it's treacherous in there. <laughs> and we can look at things in our life and say, I know that was God. There's times when you know. Oh, yes. And there's other times when you're like, oh, I you think wonder. so. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Because we can't, we can't know every part of his glory, of his magnitude, of his, the magnitude of, of him. We would... I feel like I would explode if I knew. <laughs> oh, yes, yes. If I really, you, you know, could, it's like, yes. don't Moses, like, don't look, you can't look at him. Yeah. It's too much. We can't handle yes. it. But to hear you and look at you, and I know, I know what I feel. When I hug you, I can feel it. I can feel Amen. God when I hug you. I can feel a woman who's not wavering. I can feel a woman who's been told something like that at 95 and says, <laughs> I waited all these years for you to tell me that. I can feel that. Amen. There is nothing in your body when I look at you, when I speak to you, when I talk to you that ever tells me she's hot and cold. You are on fire for Jesus. I was going to give you a word and you keep saying it. And this is why I know it's him. I was going to ask you for your word today. And the first thing that comes to mind. And that word is relationship. And you already touched on it. I just want to, I, you know, I like to sit with you. And I want to as we say, pick your brain. <laughs> I want to get what you got. Share it with me. But now you can share it with us. When you think of relationship, what is the first thing that for you, with all you just said, with your beautiful, loving, knowing heart, you know. It's like what you just described to me is how I know that my mom and my dad are my mom and my dad. No one can tell me that's not my mom and my dad or that my son and my daughter that came out of my body, whether you were there or not, no one can tell me. I know that I know that I know that I know. Me and my girlfriend, we always say that about God. When you know, you know, you know, you know. I know that I, you can't tell me he's not real. No one can tell me that. You know what I'm saying? So that relationship, you, when you're so stoned, you just, you just believe it and that's it. And that's, who, that's what your faith is. Your faith in your life has shown you that. So what would you say when I say to you the word relationship as it pertains to this? What is the first thing that you think of? And Trust. Mm. Mm. Can't have any relationship without trust. Not a single one. Trust. And I just wonder, at a young age, because I know for me, and I can only talk about my experience, right? The building of trust with God. You know, I just tell someone today, um, I stopped saying it's a challenge. It's been a challenging season. It's been a faith-building season. 
That's what I say now, because I just came out of one. And what happened was I couldn't do anything. I couldn't control it, like you said. I couldn't change anything. All I could do was trust him. And me trusting him inadvertently built my faith. So now when I saw that everything turned out okay, and I didn't, you know, shrivel up and, and I, I made it through those hard moments and those dark nights and those dark days and the hard conversations. And I'm still here. I trust that he was with me. I called on him and I'm still here. So there, my faith has been built in that season that was not pretty and sweet and cute and all that. So how do you build that? Being a young girl that lost her mother at 12, and you're old enough to know what's going on in the world. You're old enough to have concept of things opposed to, you know, a toddler losing their parent that they don't understand. You understand a lot. How did he build trust with you? Because I had no one else to turn to. Come on. Hmm. No one else to turn to. No mother, no father. No one that could give me the the will, the faith that I needed. By just trusting in him, because it's, where, where else can I go? Who else can I trust? It's, it's good and it's sad because it's good to trust him, but it's sad that you had no one else. That, yes. That's hurtful it is to a hurtful. young girl. Yes. But then you lean more on him. <laughs> yeah, when you have nothing else. That's it. And then what that does, it teaches you how to next time you need him, you go to him first. Yes. Yes. Because I, there was no one else to go to. And that, that, that's the thing, the important thing is <clears throat> in young people's lives to take them to church. Yeah. So they can learn about God. Yeah. And that's what happened to me at an early age. Going to church and listening to the Word of God. And that's why I could turn to to him, Mm -hmm. to trust him, because I realized I had nobody else to trust and to know that he would always be there. Yeah. But did you always understand what they were saying at at the young age? Not really, but... Because I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I was trying... But that Bible that you that's in front of you right now, I tried. Yeah. I didn't understand. Yeah, yeah. I got past like the first but, three but, pages. But but <laughs> you know what but I mean. The spirit of God. Yes. What does he say about his word? It does not come back void, even when you don't understand it. He's planting those but, seeds. But the spirit of God, and yet I knew that there was. I I couldn't see anybody, but I knew. Yeah. Within her soul, that he was always there. Always. And even if I wanted to get upset or worried, and Debbie can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> There's those times. 
Debbie can tell you. I don't. Just for eat, like I said before, from a child, I believed in her. Yeah. After my mother died early, my father died early. I lived with relatives for a while, but that didn't. They weren't kind. That's mm. why I ended up in the foster home. So I had nobody yeah. else to turn to but God. Nobody else. Were you ever scared of him? God? Yeah. No. Mm-hmm. He was always a love? Yeah. Mm. I was never, never afraid of him. Never. Never. And never doubted him. Wow. Wow. Never. I think a lot of... I love that you mentioned that young people need to... That's what relationship is, you know. There's a lot of places that are doing religion instead of relationship. Okay. They're teaching religions, rituals, instead of relationship. And I think that's where we lose a lot of people because they're trying to follow some rule book. And there are things just like you expect your children to be respectful and honor you, right, as a mother. Yes. I, I, I the same. And him being a father and a friend. He says he's our father, he's our friend. Holy Spirit's our advocate, our comforter. But I think that the relationship part gets lost. And I think that's where people, because they look at human relationship and it's not the same. God's relationship. Instead of God's. And so exposing them to God at an early age is very important. Yes. And also having discernment to the place that you're exposing them to him at so that they can see that they're building a relationship with someone who's loving, someone who's caring, someone who's not going to leave them. We're taught these things, but sometimes religion is, yeah, it's, it's spoken louder than the relationship. And what you're talking about and what you're telling me and the wisdom that I see in you is one who's lived in relationship for 96 years. We got to teach our kids about the relationship of God before the rules. What's that old saying that says um, people don't care about what you know until they know you care? We got to teach the care first. That he loves us, you know, and not skip past. But then don't do, you know, I think the word sin comes up really quickly and sin is what separates. But I think that we forget about the relational part. You know, uh, my granddaughter, uh, Debbie, uh, Dana. (laughs) It's okay. My mama does it too. I got Denise, I got Dana. Oh. And I'm Debbie, all these days. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> love it. My granddaughter, Day, Debbie. Dana. Dana. <laughs> my granddaughter, Dana, mm-hmm. was telling me uh, that all of my kids 
her kids okay are familiar with the 91st song <laughs> yeah she says I says really she says they all know and they are familiar with the 91st song hmm. and she says that's because of you mm-hmm legacy right yeah. there. She says, because you were always talk about the yep. 91st song. I says, well, because it's been such a comfort to me. She says, well, they know that and they honor that 91st song. These are the type of legacies that need to be left behind. So, but Whatever. A lot of people have said a lot of things to me during my lifetime. Mm. I know that God has used me (laughs) a lot in my lifetime. And our home was always an open door. Uh, people could come there and get food like they were going to the supermarket. Hmm. We always kept the refrigerator for it, the pantry for it. Mm-hmm. Whoever had a need, we were always there. Oh, if I heard about someone going through hard times, I wouldn't wait for them to come to me. I would go to them. Yeah. And and God has always blessed, always, always, yeah. (laughs) So many things I could tell you, so many things. I love that. You have been the hands and feet of Jesus. You've been able to do just that, to love people, to see people. Because you, you don't know to fulfill a need if you didn't see them. you got to see them first, right? Yes. So you've seen them, and a lot of people just want to be seen. They want to be seen so bad that they're going to extreme measures, which are not the good ones, to be seen. Just to be seen. It's, it's, it's a telling of the state of the world this, these days. And, and this is why you remind me of home because in my childhood because you have that that old school that's old school right there always some food go get a plate (laughs) come get some groceries what do you need what you need baby that's the kind of um elders i was raised around too and so but you don't you see it different there are still that but um, I think it's beautiful that your great-grandchildren, because you said your granddaughter, yeah. your great-grandchildren yeah. know the 91st Psalm. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a, I had a, um, a class a, a few months ago, or a few months back, and uh, one of the questions that I posed to them once was, uh, what type of woman in your latter years, what type of woman 
do you want to be? And how, how are you going to um, go about becoming this type of woman when, you're, when you have grandchildren? You know, um, because I thought about it and I never asked myself that. Where do you want to be when you're in your God willing 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, God willing? And I always think of my grandmother because I didn't know her before I was born, obviously. Right. So I don't know what she was in her youth, but I know what I, what I saw of her. And she was just always full of faith. She was loved by everybody. And people in the grocery store would just see her, and they were drawn to her, and she would smile, and they loved her smile. And, and people, the shoe man loved her so much, you know, and... And it was God in her that they loved. They saw God in her. Oh, yes. And if we, we got to start thinking at a younger age about that future so that we can start seeking those things and getting to know and getting to experience and getting that wisdom. Because if we ask for it, you told me one day, you told me one day, just ask him. You said you wake up every morning and you ask for his wisdom. Yes. And to reveal his wisdom to you. And you said, just ask him. And, and thinking about my future, I just want to ask God, make me that woman. You know what I mean? My, I, I, I aspire to be a woman like you. Not that I want to be you, but I want to know that type of relationship. Sure. I want to know that type of relationship with God. And of course, we have to go through things that aren't beautiful. And to go, get to that To point. get there yes. and go through things that are beautiful. Yes, yes. It's, a, it's both. It's a balance. It is. Because that's how he builds us. Yeah. And that's beautiful that your great-grandchildren will always have that legacy. And they're going to see that just like you just read it. They're going to see that played out in their life, too. That's beautiful, Mother Ellen. So what would you say to um, what would you say to a young person that doesn't they don't know? They're trying to figure it out. And, you know, there's all kinds of things happen in one's life, especially when we're young and then we get upset with God, which he can handle. We know that. But they don't know. They may have been exposed to him, but then they're not sure. And now they're an adult. Maybe they want to... What would you say to that young woman about relationship with God? <clears throat> well, first of all, I would ask her, does she, does she believe in God? Mm, that's a real important question. And <clears throat> in it, if she believed in God, mm -hmm. that God wants us, God wants to be a part of our lives. Yeah. So like you would go to your mom or your dad yeah. or a friend and ask them for a favor or tell them what you you would like to have or whatever. I says, you can go to God with that. Mm. You, can, you can talk to God mm. 
just like you would talk to your mom or your dad, because he's always there. And you could ask him hmm. and tell him that you need him. You need to know what to do. You need guidance. So simple. And, and, and just because he said he would be a mother, he would be a father hmm. to us. And you, you can approach him like that. Yeah. He says to pour out your heart, whatever's in your heart. Yes. Give it to him? Give it to him. All of it? All of it. Hmm. And believe that he'll work it out for you. You can't go to him and, and request without believing. First. Yes. Yeah. You can pray all you want to, mm. but you've got to believe in him. James. Amen. New Testament, James, read it. If you ask and you don't believe. Yeah. And then John in the Gospels. That whole book is about believing. If you believe. Yes. Then. They got to believe first. And you know what? When the Bible says that we just need the faith of a mustard seed, See, yes. it doesn't have to be a big belief. No, no. It can just, be just a little believing. Yeah. Itty bitty bitty belief. Yeah. From the heart. Just a little one from the heart. Yes. And you can bring your doubts yes. and your questions, your fears, yes. your anger, all of it, all with of it. it. Yeah. Whatever's in your heart, you just said. Yes. And you can bring all of that. And he's going to take that tiny little seed of belief. Mm-hmm. And he can grow it into 96 years' worth of relationship. Oof. Wow. A 12-year-old's 96, 12-year-old's little dream that an adult would have said, oh, girl, they've been dismissive about, maybe. You held on to that dream? Because, look... (laughs) At 12, I realized that that's all I had. Yeah. Didn't have a mother and a father. Yeah. And even after my husband died. Yes. And I've had friends of mine to ask me, say, Grant, didn't you ever want to get married or have a boyfriend? I never have a boyfriend after that. Wow, for 40 years. Yeah. Because God was everything that you needed. Yes. And you really and believed. I, never I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> never regret. Have you ever heard me? Regret never. it. No regrets. No regrets. It's beautiful. <laughs> I had a girlfriend. Close <laughs> girlfriend. Margaret was her name. Uh huh. Her husband passed around the same time my husband passed. Okay. And she met this guy, and she said, oh, Grant. She never called me Ellen. She called me Grant. I love this. The name was B.B., funny name. <laughs> I, we're going to get married. 
I said, you sure? Yes. Biggest mistake she ever made. This was after her husband passed? She yeah. met another man? Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you said, mm, I'm, I'm cool over here. I'm chilling. But I said, I'm I, good. I, 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 she says, Granton, don't you want to get married? Don't you want a boyfriend? I say, I am contented. I am happy. I was yeah. happy because I had my kids. Yes. And they, and they were so, brought me so much joy. Yes. So I never even thought. Oops! I never even thought. Reflexes. Those are beautiful reflexes. Never. (laughs) You got it. Ooh, she still got reflexes at ninety-six. If y'all want to see what just happened, (laughs) podcast was almost over. You better go with your reflexes, Mother Ellen. (laughs) That was good. That was good. No, she she got excited. <laughs> no, but your kids do. My mom says that too. Her kids bring her joy, and yeah. she's cool. Yeah. So. But yeah, that's beautiful. I thank you for this conversation. It has been one uh, very telling. I love doing this podcast because even people that I've known for a long period of time. I get to learn something else. I I get to learn um, another part of their heart. And I know how faithful you are, and I know how much you... I'm not making this up to flatter you, because I know it wouldn't flatter you anyway. Thank you. (laughs) Just like you're not cute, because babies is cute. But (laughs) I'm very... I, I mean it. I mean it. And so, but this is so cool for me because I get to learn these things and and what you've just shared with everybody is coming from your heart and your experience. You're not trying to sound any kind of way. You're just telling it like it It is. is. And this is why I wanted you to come here and be with us today. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Well, I, I enjoyed sharing with you. <clears throat> Thank you. And that's it. <laughs> that's all it needs to be. <laughs> if you don't believe, you can't build a relationship. That's true. That if you don't so have true. faith, you don't have trust. That's right. You got to trust in the relationship. Yes. And that's the bottom line. And from there, you build. You build. That's so true. And building takes years. Oh, yes. But you know what? I, that's where your foundation comes in. And if you just build it, yeah. over those years, over that time, God willing, you'll get into your 90s. Yes. And you'll look back and you'll smile. And when they yeah. tell you some news yeah. that's hurtful, harmful, scary, period, yes. you can say, hmm, well, I know who's with me, so. Amen. Can't control that, but I know what I know. Yeah. Amen. I've been building this relationship, so we're about to, in our relationship, we're about to do whatever comes next. Whatever that is. Yes, whatever. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're full of health today, and you're smiling, and I'm glad you can laugh through it. <laughs> you guys are the most beautiful family ever. <laughs> 
I just love you guys. And I want to thank everyone for joining us today for this very um, candid conversation with one of my elders that I respect and I honor and I love. And um, I hope you were able to get something from this conversation and that you would um, be inspired to just keep it simple, take a little bit of belief and put it, let it come from your heart and let God show you a world that you've never experienced before. He's going to build you and confirm you and establish you and make you what you ought to be. That's what he said he'll do. And when times get tough and when times are great, he's with you in all of it. So don't forget to click the subscribe button and share this with someone you love and care about. You can follow us at love-manifested.com. We have other stuff over there. We have our clothing and our survivors of the world um, so line of clothing that you can shop. Everything gets donated from that line to our different charities that are specified there. And you can connect with us through our social media accounts. So all of you precious hearts out there, remember, as long as you have breath in your body, I don't care if it's a labored breath. I don't care if it's an exhausted breath. If you're crying through it, you're screaming through it, or you're laughing through it, you're still part of God's plan. So manifest and focus His love wherever you go. So until next time, we'll see you next time. Thank you, Mother Ellen. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye, everybody. <laughs>